Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time to tee it up. This is Smoke and Joe's Driving Range, presented by PGA Tour Superstore. Here are your hosts, Smoke and Joe Pogi and Mulligan Matt Musil on Houston Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. Good morning, Houston. Rock and roll is here to stay. We're here, we're there, we're everywhere. Thanks to the World Wide Web. You can find us at www.smokeandjoesdrivingrange.com, and that's smoking without a G. Find out about, uh, you know what? I need to update it and get the Beats bio on there. Yeah. Beats. That's our producer, Robert Beats, right there. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, Smoking Joe. How about yourself? Good, good. I like this weather. It's, you know, a little rain, but uh, it's, it's, it's just, uh, it's nice to be in Texas. I was talking to my sister in Chicago and they're freezing. So it's nice to be here. And uh, we got quite a, quite a week of golf here. We've got the U.S. Open in town for the ladies up at Champions. We're going to talk to uh, Mike Bidet here in a few minutes about uh, what's going on up there. He's a volunteer up there. He's also the president of the U of H Alumni Association. But a couple of quick updates in golf. Um, if you never had a chance, the younger demographics listening to the show, please go back and Google Peter Alice. He was one of the excellent golfers of our time he's from britain and he was the voice of golf on british television and he came over and started being the voice of abc he had a wit he had a character he had a dictation that was just unheard of it was just incredible and i think that if you if you get a chance go back and take a listen to uh, peter allison i think you'll uh, you'll enjoy what he's doing uh it's gonna be a special weekend as they play over at the pnc championship over in Florida. Um, this is the father, son, or, or I guess golfer and parent outing. Uh, but the big news is that Tiger is playing with his 11 year old son, Charlie. And I have seen some videos of Charlie hitting the golf ball and it's going to be rather interesting to see him in person on TV. So that's going to be rather exciting. Uh, you know, everybody's asking about the condition of the golf and PGA tour and everything. It's fine. The young guns coming up are good. Victor Hovland won his second PGA tournament, birdied number 18 at the Mayakoba Championship to bring that on home. So it is just, it's unbelievable. A couple of non-golf things going on. Uh, Texans, heartbreaker last week. I really thought they were going to win that game and then the screw up on the the snap of the ball to their right on the one-yard line. Mm. Uh, Cowboys, you know, you know, we're sitting here crying in our milk. Uh, They've got a lot to cry up in Dallas as well. They're, uh, they're a team. I don't know what's all wrong with them. Uh, college football, U of H, I don't think a team in the nation has had as many canceled games as the Cougars. Uh, now, recently, some of them have been our own problem because of the virus inside our locker room. Uh, and then how about the soap opera up in Austin? 
is he going or is he staying? Tom Herman. You know, sometimes it's best to realize the grass on your side of the lawn is the best. You know, he could have created a dynasty at U of H, but instead he went and you go to a big school like Ohio State, LSU, UT, Notre Dame. The alumni are in your office all the time and they are demanding perfection and it's, it's tough. So, uh, and in basketball, our Cougs are up to number seven in the country and they're looking really good. Uh, but unfortunately they got a little problem with the virus. Uh, uh, they really showed their grit last week. Two of their starting uh, guards were out. Uh, two of their coaches were out. Both Sampsons were out with the virus. Uh, so let's get them all back and healthy. They've canceled all the games this week. So hopefully the guys can work on their uh, finals and get their grades done and come back and uh, tee it up. Uh, gosh, I think they actually start the uh, start the season inside the uh, conference here in a couple of days. But uh, anyway, the U.S. Open, U.S. Women's Open is here in Houston. It is up in the, in the big city, of, in, up at Champions Golf Club. And we've got a good friend, Mike Pidet, President of the University of Houston Alumni Association. He's joining us because he, this week, is carrying the hat called Volunteer. Good morning. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm doing really good. So, you know, first of all, Wednesday, you were assigned to the practice range. So yes. mm-hmm. did you see Lexi Thompson? Because she's got a different caddy this week. She does. And, and I, yes, I am assigned to the practice area, uh, the range and the short game area. Uh, the putting green is in a different space. If you know champions, it is a massive practice putting green at champions. It's, I think it's larger than the actual driving range space, but um, so we can be in all of those spaces and I'm, I'm honored to volunteer. Uh, but yeah, uh, the one thing that's interesting also about the uh, champions practice ranges is, is that there's no bunker at the primary end of the range. Um, and so all of the ladies that wanted to practice in the sand had to go to the other end of the range to do so. Um, and so I think they're finding the quirks uh, of champions. You know, one of the interesting quirks about champions is it's right on the street. I mean, it's not like a long winding road to get to the clubhouse. It has one of those uh, interesting spaces where you just drive down the street on champions drive and then boom, there's the parking lot and you just pull in and it's, it's 50 yards from the end of the street to the clubhouse. Um, and so it's very quaint. Uh, but yeah, Lexi was out there. I did, had not realized that she had a new caddy for the week. Um, but I, I did, I did see different people, but, um, they were working on her short game and, and she was smiling and laughing. And, uh, so I did get to spend some time there bringing some, uh, practice balls. I was what they would like to say in hospitality at everyone's service yesterday. You needed golf balls. I brought you golf balls. I was happy to do it. Um, I saw, I was out there for about five hours. So I saw at least three quarters of the field probably was on the practice uh, range at one point or another because they were, they were practicing this week and playing this week, both on uh, Cypress and Jackrabbit, which is interesting. Um, and if you haven't first played time, Jack, if you haven't played Jack the Rabbit, US Open that they're playing two courses and uh, right. that's, that's, and that's all. They're what's interesting, Joe, I'm sure you've played it. Jackrabbit has some really interesting holes, uh, some elevated holes. There's a par three. I think it's number four that is like, will get your attention. Right. If you don't hit it on that green, it becomes a little Pinehursty. Don't tell uh, Jackie Burke I compared his course to Pinehurst, but just uh, um, there's that one hole that if you don't hit that green, you can spend all day going over the top and back over the top and over the top. And so, um, but a great day. I'm honored to volunteer. It's interesting. We signed up for this over a year ago, almost at least a year ago when the tournament was supposed to be in June. Um, and then they paired the number of volunteers from 2000 down to 400. 
And I'm told by some of the champions members that somehow, somehow, and I have, I have no idea why I have just enough pull to, you know, show a pass like everybody else. I'm one of the very few people that is not a champions member. That is a volunteer. Um, my, our friend Trey Wilkinson, who is a champions member is like, how did you get the volunteer? I said, I don't know. Lucky name in the hat, I guess. Uh, but there's only 400 volunteers and that, and it's, uh, it's really, really well run as you would imagine by the USGA and, and, um, and it's been, it's been fun. It's been fun to volunteer. Hopefully the weather holds out for them the whole weekend. It was a nice Thursday. Hopefully this weekend is, is nice for them as well. I saw there's a, maybe a little break today and tomorrow, so hopefully they'll get it in. I'm supposed to, what will be interesting is, and I'll end it with this, is I'm supposed to work the practice range again, the practice area again on Sunday from 12 to 5, but who's going to be on the practice range? Everybody's going to be on the course. So I guess I'll get to watch a little golf. So that'll be kind of fun. Well... <laughs> Unless there's a uh, playoff. Unless there's a playoff, right. And, uh, you know, am I secretly pulling for Stacey Lewis? You're darn right I am. Um, you're darn right I am. Uh, and she was out there yesterday, and I certainly did not bother her. Um, I didn't want to get our women's golf coach all mad at me because I broke Stacey's, uh, you know, concentration. But we're pulling for Stacey, uh, you know, hometown uh, connection to the University of Houston golf team. It would be It would be fantastic. But um, I was amazed at the, at the, at the appreciation and the grace. Every single person thanked me for bringing me, bringing them golf balls on the range. And they couldn't have been nicer. Ladies could not have been nicer. I hope they have a wonderful weekend. Well, Mike, thanks for stepping up and being a volunteer and showing off the, what makes Houston great. That's our philanthropic spirit of the city. Uh, go out there, uh, have a good week. Let's get them Cougs healthy, get back on the basketball court. And let's, uh, I don't know if we'll get another football game in this year or not. We'll play in a bowl game. Hopefully it won't get canceled, but hopefully we'll play in a bowl game. Get some basketball. Right. Conference basketball starts this week, to your question. Starts on, on the 15th. There we go. There All right, go. that's uh, Mike Bidet, president of the University of Houston Alumni Association, and this week we're running late, looking great. We're going to take a break and be right back with Jason Alexander from Carlton Woods Fazio course right here on Smoka Joe's Driving Range on CBS Sports Radio 650. Welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back, Smoking Joe's Driving Range. Put that cup of coffee down because this next interview is going to be high octane. Please welcome back to the show one of our favorites, all the way from Carlton Woods Fazio, of course, Mr. Jason Alexander. Season's greetings. Oh, Smoking Joe, I tell you what, I've been having a lot of dialogue with Santa Claus here this morning. Early, we're trying to dial in all my gifts, but I think we're ahead of the game so far with Christmas coming up. Uh, are, are you, did you have a good, well, first of all, did you have a good turkey week? It was unbelievable. Kiddo was great. Had uh, ate too much, of course, like everybody else. Had a little uh, vino and won a couple of bets on football. So it was a heck of a day uh, here in Alexander household for sure. Big time. And uh, I would assume that the, with the weather and everything, the golf course is packed? I think we're packed across the United – well, in southern United States now, but everywhere around Texas I think is just jammed up. Uh, and this weather for December, are you kidding me? Sunny and 70, Chamber of Commerce weather. Can't beat it. So, yes, we've had a bunch of golfers – uh, visiting the club here recently. Yes, sir. Now, one of the best things about Carlton Woods Fazio course is I believe you're going into, is this the 10th annual American Junior Golf Association Simplicity Tour- Tournament? This is the 12th. 12th? Yeah. I tell you I what, and it, absolutely. We've got another great field. We had our first committee meeting on Monday night, and uh, the field is shaping up quite nicely. So we're awfully excited for February. A few COVID restrictions will be there, but the golf's going to be at a high level as always. And we're excited to see these kiddos 
come and, uh, and swing the sticks a little bit. With us. Explain to our listeners, when you say the field is looking exciting, this is an invitation only. It is invitation only. It's one of the very few that AJGA has. And this is actually one of the one or two top biggest, uh, biggest events. So yes, total invitation. We do a local qualifier for some of the local kids to get one or two spots, but the other 70 are uh, the best players in the world. So this go and th- now classify what is a junior according to the American Junior Golf Association. 18 and right. And so we've never had any junior high 12 year olds play in this. They could if they were that good, but most of them are 16, 17, 18, and quite a few 17, 18 year olds uh, are in this one because they're they're pretty seasoned. Any local players already committed? Nah, not yet. We have a few in the qualifier, but we don't have any local kids that are in the event yet. But we will have a couple here in a couple weeks. Yes. Uh, if you were to be a forecaster or a Vegas bookie guy, who is, is there, is there such a thing as a favorite? I think there is. And next time I'm on here, I will give you my selection. Absolutely. I want to get the field set first. I need to take a look and then I'll have a definite consummate pro pick. You're leading up to the event. Now for our listeners, you know, we've been very blessed that we've been able to go up and broadcast live from the uh, tournament every year. Uh, unfortunately, this year we will not be able to because of the pandemic, uh, but we're going to be doing a series of shows about it. For our, for our listeners, though, tell them, these young golfers, how long is the golf course going to play? How fast will you have the greens going? What kind of rough will they play? Share with them the challenge of the course that these guys are going to play. Well, it's all about the weather, really. You know, Fazio in February, we're not going to grow the grass. The grass isn't really growing yet. But we will have the greens at about 12, 5, 13 on the step, major championship speed for sure. And we tip them out. We tip them out. They're going to play at 72, 5, uh, 7,250 yards. So it's plenty of length. And I say that as far as these kids hit it nowadays, it's really not that far anymore. But we're going to stretch as much as we can. If we get some nice February weather, we've had years where five or six unders won. And then obviously last year turned record, I believe it was, you know, 16 under won it. So, um, 62 was shot, but it was soft, no wind. It was warm. So you never know what kind of weather you're going to get in February, but we want it to be a little tough for the kiddos. A little breeze wouldn't hurt anything. Now with the pandemic, what kind of uh, safety precautions will you be taking? Ready to spread everybody out, obviously at not, not too much in the clubhouse, just taking some precautions, you know, outside smoking Joe, I, I feel a lot safer. I think everybody does. And so we're going to have a few of the events, hopefully weather permitting. We'll have everything outside food games, keep everybody spread out and uh, out of an inside room where we, uh, we're packed in. So those are kind of the precautions we're looking at right now. We can't have Jason Alexander on and not mention the fact that I think it was a year ago, STPG recognized you for the outstanding <laughs> video that you do called the pro show that you, you do. How often do you do that? What, yeah. Once a month? Yeah. Uh, you know, we probably do four to six a year, really, uh, every couple of months. We try to do after the spring, after the fall. We'll do a Christmas show. So we've got the new manager of the Detroit Tigers, Mr. A.J. Hinch. We'll be on uh, – we're shooting a, a spot with him next week, so that'll be our December show. So we're obviously looking uh, forward to having A.J. on. You know, there's some there's some things I could say, but I'm not going to say. But there <laughs> – you know, I still – that whole scandal stuff to me. I, I mean, first of all, every every major league team cheats. Yes. Every every major league team still signs. That's part of baseball. Call it trying to get ahead, but yes, right. oh, there's but, something that's been going on since the history of baseball. So smoke. But here's what I don't get. 
Okay, someone's out in the field. They see it. They tell them in the dugout. They have to bang on a trash can. The pitcher's not going to take that long to throw the ball, number one. Number two, let's say it's Justin Verlander. Yeah. If, you know, first of all, he's probably going to throw you a fastball, right? So if he's throwing you a fastball, you still got to hit it. It doesn't matter if you – you can tell me, you know, who was it that last year that uh, there was an Astro pitch that was sometimes telling the guys, I'm throwing a fastball. You betcha. He was, he was letting them know what was coming. Oh, Ricky yeah. Bond's from uh, Major League. But, you know, I, there's a few things that I found out, and it's funny. A couple of the hitters that were really engaged in the whole trash can beating system, their average went down. It took their athleticism or reaction out of it, and they were thinking about what exact pitch was coming. So I don't, you know – who knows? I'm not a professional baseball player. I played a little league, but you still got to hit the ball and you still got to react to that sucker coming at you about 98 miles an hour. So, and by the way, we won the World Series in LA. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So anyway, going back, going back to the pro show. Can you list like in your in your memories? What's your number one interview of the celebrities? Uh- this last one we did with Club Pro Guy, we got the most hits. It's still getting hits all across the United States, which is pretty wild. And he has the little parody deal. Who would think? We've had, you know, I really enjoyed Tony Romo. I was a big Romo fan. I really enjoyed he Colin Montgomery gave us a great one. John Daly was wonderful. And, uh, you know, Patrick Green's done some fun spots with us uh, playing the long drive with Tommy Peppercorn and having some fun out of the club uh, with the pro show with us. So, I, I probably number one would be Colin Montgomery as far as just interview. But Romo, I think, was my favorite. Which, by the way, the pro show, there are links on Smoking Joe's Driving Range uh, website, so SmokingJoe'sDrivingRange.com. Go there, and you can see past episodes of the, of the pro show, which has encouraged golf pros that have worked for you to do their own. Yes. They just have the pro from Black Horse on. Yeah, Trent's got one. And, uh, there's a few guys around the section doing some stuff, and, you know, started – uh, Corey and I started doing this. It was so bad. It's still bad. But, you know, it, it's just better than an email. And more people are going to click on it and watch it than reading a, a long email about upcoming club events and to do a little celebrity deal. Angle in there has made it just so much fun. But, yeah, some of the boys are doing their own thing, which I love to see. And I think it's a great thing. Trent's done a wonderful job with his. And those members watch it. They know it's upcoming. And he recaps the events. And oh, Black Horse Nation, as he says, they enjoy the old in the know with the pro. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. I think it brings the whole element of golf to what it is. That's camaraderie. And I, it, it's just, it's, it's just, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Getting the John Daly's and the Colin Montgomery's, but a lot of people don't understand. Like when I call up, like about Smokey Joe, they know this is not golf digest. This is not golf channel. This is not CBS. This is not your, well, why did you hit a sand wedge when you should have hit a pitching wedge? I mean, this is, Hey, what music are you listening to when you get up to the green, you know? Exactly. And that's the fun thing about talking with you, and I watch all this stuff, and it's how are you going to sleep on your lead? Or I'm going to take it one shot at a time. All these stock answers, we're not going to get those out of them. I'm going to ask them what their favorite ice cream is, what their favorite sports movie is. But I want to get some fun answers out of them. And more for my personal, I just enjoy asking the questions. So uh, it's just been so much fun. Oh, I, I've learned uh, one of the best interviews I ever had was with Jack Nicholas, and it was in a group setting with a bunch of other reporters. And finally, I got a shot to answer, ask a question. And my first question to him was, uh, and this is going back a couple of years ago. I said, uh, Jack, I just want to know what college is your son going to pick to go play tight end at? And he turned to me. I had him. 
because you know a lot of people don't realize this. his son went on. I think he was looking at Wisconsin. He was looking at the schools in Florida, but you know, boom. And so we talked a little bit about his son, and then I said, like, "Can I ask another question?" He goes, "Sure." He goes, "If you had the choice of any place in the world to go fishing tomorrow, where would it be?" Boom. He lit up because he started talking about these places that you and I could never get to, like up the beach of Melbourne, you know. Uh, but, you know, that's what's so good about doing this is you get to know the other side of these guys. Yes, sir. And th- just wonderful questions. You can, I guarantee you can see it in his eyeballs. He got super engaged in answering that. It was off of the beaten path of the questions he gets all the time. And yep. so we try to create those as best we can for sure. Well, when, the, when you have this next pro show come out, let us know so we can get you on the air. We can talk about it, see how the interview went and everything, and also put it up on the website. I got one question I'm going to ask that I've, I've come up with, and I want to ask you real quick. 18th, 72nd hole, U.S. Open, you got to pick one player. You got Danny Noonan from Caddyshack. You got Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. And you got Roy McAvoy from Tim Cup. Who are you picking to make birdie on the 72nd hole of the U.S. Open? Ooh. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Caddyshack. Danny Newman. Yeah. He birdied the last hole against Judge Smales. It's a solid pick. Smiles, yeah. It's a solid pick. Yeah. And he <laughs> did it with everything going crazy, you know? And, uh, yeah. I mean, the pressure. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd, I'd go with him. Uh, a scooter. No, he was the bad guy. Uh, <laughs> And Coster's character, no, you know, he, he's, he's too aggressive and he takes too many risks. When you're in the 72nd hole of the US Open, you've got to be, you got to be, you got to be aggressive, but you got to be conservative aggressive. You got to know that if you, if you, if you miss it, you're still going to have a chance to, you know, possibly get a birdie. It might be like a 35 foot birdie, or, you know, you're going to get par, you know, so. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> Jason Alexander from Carlton Woods, always a pleasure. My man, have a great holiday season, a safe holiday season, and a happy 2020. Smoking Joe, until next time, have a big time. We'll be in touch, babe. You got it. There you go, Jason Alexander, right here on Smoking Joe's Driving Range. We'll be right back after these commercials on CBS Sports Radio 650. Good morning. Welcome back. And who's joining us? Mulligan's wow. here. Well, overslept a bit. I played Longwood yesterday, actually. Oh, my gosh, uh, I haven't heard that in a long time. Exactly. Uh, You know, I used to live out in those parts, but now I'm a long way from there. But had a great time. Was it in good shape? Yeah, it was in good shape. Yeah, we played Pine Palmetto, and uh, it's good shape. I was hitting the ball surprisingly well with my driver. So, yeah. Yeah, my wife the new Garmin GPS for my, you know, the wristband, the watch. Mm-hmm. For my birthday, uh, a few weeks back, I haven't been able to really try it out, and man, it worked great. So there you go. There and you go. Uh, sorry, so I overslept a little bit. That's yeah, not a problem. Working too. All <laughs> right. Well, this next guest, uh, it's it's a return visit. We enjoyed yes. so much the last time he was on. We're having him back, but also he's got a great hint for uh, stocking stuffers. Uh, so please welcome back all the way from the West Coast. He's up early. Mr. <laughs> Jeff Wallach. Good morning, sir. Hi, Good morning Jeff. to you. Thanks for having me. No one's ever invited me back anywhere before. So this is great. <laughs> Another first for the Smoke Joe's driving range. Exactly. Uh, first of all, you were just mentioning that you're, you're up early and everything, but you, you mentioned it was a uh, boys night out last night. Is this a weekly 
Poise Night out plan, or is this something that just happened spontaneously? No, this has been going on, I bet, more than 10 years. Every Wednesday night in Portland, Oregon. I'm not going to tell you where, but because uh, I don't want your millions of guests showing up. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we play some cards. We play a game called Euchre that people from the East Coast might know. It's a four-person card game, partner game. So you get, you know, if anything goes wrong, it's like it's like playing uh, golf with a partner. If anything goes wrong, it's his fault. <laughs> And that went on for how many hours last night, Jeff? Oh, maybe four hours until they kicked us out. Because all our all our places, there aren't very many places open, but the ones that are have to send us home at 10 o'clock at night. So, mm, How's your golf game? My golf game is great. <laughs> uh, I couldn't be more surprised to say that. But, uh, yeah, you know, there's been not much else to do, so – playing a lot we've had a great uh warm sunny fall here in oregon so been getting out once a week uh back from bandon dunes a couple weeks ago where Ooh. i played a few good rounds and yeah golf's great oh sweet that's the one th that's so if there's one sport that's benefited from the pandemic there's no doubt about it it's golf everybody is up and rounds played at every golf course i believe around the country oh uh, it's crazy you can barely get a tee time here um, every course is you go out and it's full. There's people out every day playing. So, uh, by the way, Jeff, you know, you're up there in Portland, Oregon, you know, we hear in the news constantly what's going on in California is Oregon. I mean, obviously you had the pandemic going on, but is it as crazy as it is down in California? No, we've done really well here. Good. Um, our, I think we are out of the 50 States we're the 48th, uh, lowest count. So we've done really well, not to say that it's not a worry and, you know, everybody's got their masks on and we're following a lot of guidelines and um, places are closed, but we've, we've done really well. Good. That's good to hear. That's good. Keep doing anyway, it. We mentioned Jeff was on earlier this year and that was, we had him on, he's a author, a writer, uh, and he's written a really good book called Mr. Wizard, which I read. And it is, uh, it's a great book to put under the tree, to put under the, where just as a gift this year, uh, it, it talks about a couple of brothers and they kind of through DNA find out that their father, there's some stories about their dad. So Jeff, did this, did this whole book idea, did this come out of one of the uh, boys night out conversations? <laughs> That's an excellent question. Any one of those guys could turn out to be my brother. Um, <laughs> No, this happened, you know, I had, I was, uh, my mother, who's, uh, I'm, I'm happy to say is still with us. So we were sitting and talking a few years ago and she offhandedly said something about, uh, oh, you know, that's, you, you love golf because of your Scottish ancestry. And I was like, my what? You know, I'm 50 something years old and my mother's telling me I'm Scottish. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, you know, your, your great grandfather, the, the Scotsman. I'm like, no, this, nobody's ever said anything about this before. <laughs> so I went and did a DNA test. Sure enough, I, you know, 12% comes from, uh, from the British Isles. So I find out my love of golf and whiskey, uh, you know, is, is uh, natural. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but this book, the characters and the interaction between these characters, uh, the mom is she a flirt or not a flirt? Uh, 
the two the two brothers and the relationship with the cousin uh <laughs> down in the basement playing game by the way the cousin is a female playing games that uh pretty exotic uh you know you just have a lot of, i mean you took some different paths in, on this book I did. There's a lot of sex and bad language. Um, yes, yeah, I like so, it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there are some relationships that uh, are not what you would uh, expect. Um, there's some twists in there, and you find out that people might end up being related in different ways than they than they thought they did. And uh, some of those twists, I didn't even know they were going to happen until you know, the sixth draft of the book. And I'm like, oh, yeah, now I see where this is going. <laughs> now, in your book, obviously, the brothers, uh, they go on a journey, right? Did your travels, because you've traveled extensively. I have. Uh, did that come from your travel experiences? Is that how you incorporated that in? Or is that, did that kind of help you with the research and everything? Yeah, that helped a lot with with uh, having been to Ireland. So in the even though my own story turned out to be part Scottish, um, I always find the Irish to be funnier than the Scots. So in the book, the brothers find out that they're they're part Irish, um, and having been over there six or eight times over the years to cover uh, golf and write about travel. Uh, I already had a great background and so it was easy to pull on uh, from real places that I'd been, pubs that I'd been to, golf courses that I'd played. Some of the golf courses, while they're fictitious in the book, will uh, appear familiar to some people who've played some of those courses in Ireland, some of the great links courses. So uh, there are pieces of different courses that you might recognize that appear in the book. So yeah, and that was fun for me to be able to draw on stuff that I'd done years ago and places that I'd been and people I'd met along the way. We're, uh, we're chatting with uh, Jeff Olick. He's the author of Mr. Wizard, a great book. I highly recommend as a Christmas gift. Um, in your travels, you know, you're talking about the golf courses in Ireland, you live up in Oregon. So you've been in some places where there's a lot of new, unique type of golf courses because of the geographical and the, the, the ambiance of the properties and everything like this. Do you have a favorite, uh, if someone says, we got a tee time, it's your favorite golf course, where would it be? It's wherever I'm playing tomorrow. <laughs> really? Uh, I mean, I, I have an affinity for Lynx golf. I like, I hit the ball low, so it's to my advantage to play on some of those courses. I like playing in the wind. Um, everybody loves ocean views. I, I live not too far from Bandon Dunes. So that's a place we get to a couple of times a year. And uh, for North America, I would say, you know, that's probably my play, my favorite place to go. Um, if I had the rest of the world to choose from, it would be a much tougher choice. I've played in 35 countries. Um, I've lost balls in 35 different countries. <laughs> you should have a ball that has your name and your address and has on it, please return. I'll take care of postage to see where they come from. There you go. <laughs> and then you can have a map and put the ball up. Hey, this one came like, from here. I like that idea. <laughs> uh, uh, there's, there's one line in the book where it says, hey, my Guinness is getting warm. I think you're trying to get somebody to continue on with a story. I thought Guinness was warm over in uh, Ireland. 
Well, he was making a joke. He said, you know, I, I got to go. My, my Guinness is getting warm. And then he, then he corrects himself and he says, no, I mean, it's getting cold. <laughs> yeah, that's is there, knowledge right there. Yeah. Is there a, a, book, a new book in the works? Uh, actually, there is. Um, I had something else I had been planning to write for a long time. I started working on that. It was not uh, going well. And so I, I love the characters from Mr. Wizard. So I'm back writing their sequel. Interesting. Oh, sweet. Uh, you know, that, that, that I'd be very interested in. Uh, Jeff, it's always great to have you on. How do people get your book? Uh, you could go to my website, jeffwallach.com. There's a link to my publisher there. You could get it at Amazon. You could uh, support your local small bookseller and go in there and ask them to order it for you. Uh, all sorts of ways. Well, Jeff, it's always a pleasure. Uh, when do you think the new sequel will be out? Oh, it'll be a while. Uh, it'll take me a year to write it, um, another year to revise it, and then editing and, and printing and all that. So, I mean, 2022 would be a good target, maybe. I hope I'm still alive then. <laughs> well, don't be a stranger. <laughs> Let's get you back in 2021 when times are better. Great to talk to you guys, as always. Hey, have a All great right, holiday season, and uh, let's go into 2021 with an uh, optimistic lookout. Yeah, cheers to you guys. Cheers to you. There you go, Jeff Wallach. I highly recommend. Go get the book, Mr. Wizard. It is a, it's a great read. You're not going to know where you're going with it, but it takes you on an adventure that uh, you're just going to end up uh, – Hey, you're just gonna end up laughing. I mean, it's just it's just a great book. It's uh, it's, it's only seventeen ninety five on Amazon. So there you there go. There you go. Anyway, we're gonna go to break, and then we're gonna come back and Thomas Hutton, STPGA, will be with us uh, right, right here. I'm Smoking Joe. I'm Mulligan Matt. I'm Bobby Beats. And this is Smoking Joe's Driving Range right here on CBS Sports Radio six fifty. Welcome back, Smoking Joe's Driving Range, right here on CBS Sports Radio 650. I'm yeah. Smoking Joe. I'm Mulligan Matt. I'm Bobby Beats. Bobby Beats. This is his second week producing the show, and he is marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, this next gentleman has had quite the year. Uh, you know, we've talked about golf and everybody getting into it and everybody playing and all the golf courses are busy and junior golf is up and everything. Well, this gentleman, he has, he's, he's overlooking the South Texas PGA. So he's right in the thick of it. So please welcome to the show. Longtime friend, good contributor to the show, Thomas Hutton. Good morning. Hey, Thomas. Good morning, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Is yes, it, it is. It's that time of the yet. season. Uh, so as you look back, how would you describe 2020 a lot of words come to mind let's put it that way uh but i would start by saying you know for a lot of people have gone through some crazy things people continue to go through some crazy things um but you know the game of golf for our industry um has kind of reaped some of the benefits i hate to say it like that but uh in terms of the flexibility for people in terms of being outside in terms of being able to social distance there's really no better activity for a family to get out of the house and go do together or a couple of friends that they've kind of all created their own little pods or bubbles, whatever you would like to call it. Um, nothing better for them to do than to go play some golf. So for this year, you know, we, 
we've been very fortunate, I would say is maybe one good word. And then we're cautiously optimistic about the future for our industry and for our sport. You know, the numbers this year, you know, I was with one club and it was a, it's a high end private. I won't say the name, but it was a high end private and they did, they doubled the amount of rounds that they do normally do this year. And they're still not even done for the year, like literally doubled, not like 50% increase, but like literally doubled. And it wasn't always a busy club to begin with, but just in terms of the doubling of that, you know, it's, it's great to hear our PJ members are busy, but uh, Hey, go play some golf. You know, it is fun. I guess people are enjoying it now, maybe, you know, sometimes not, not as frustrated. How's that? <laughs> well, now they don't mind uh, being away from the office or family, or whatever, for four hours. It's like, that was the complaint before. Oh, it takes so long. Now it's like, well, yeah, this is going to take a good chunk of my day. Yeah. And I think the other thing is that just the flexibility of like, Hey, I'm going to go out to a club and play nine holes, or I can work from six in the morning until two in the afternoon and then go play golf. And I'm fine because then I can check some more emails or do a little work before, before the kids go down to bed or after the kids go to bed or something like that. So it's been really good. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I told, uh, we kind of had our chapter meetings this past week where we meet uh, before a little tournament, have a small little get together um, based off our geographical areas. And, and I really truly said this to everybody and really do believe it. You know, after having Thanksgiving and looking back on what I am thankful for, I, I was very honest with people. It's two things, one, living in the great state of Texas and two, being in the golf industry. And, you know, you can take a lot of negatives out of this year, but, you know, we try to remain positive here at the STPGA and do the right things, but you got to be positive. You know, people are playing golf, families are playing golf, and that's great for the industry. You know, you're absolutely right. I mean, our master caddy, our old producer, he left us because he got, he's now the caddy master for the Dallas Athletic Club. That is awesome. Yeah. That is great. Yeah. So now we know how to get tea times. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We're letting him get get in there. Now, Thomas, I'm going to put you on a hot seat. Okay. What does golf? have to not do to screw this opportunity up? Kind of like get in our own way. I think we need to just continue what we're doing. You know, I think if you look back on like the tiger boom that we're always compared to of how we built all these golf courses, right? you know, the recession hit and everyone's like, no one's playing golf and golf courses are closing and the the numbers are declining. Yes, we did take a deep, uh, a dip, but I always told people, if we are always comparing ourselves to the tiger boom, we're always going to be failing. And so I think you need to look more at just steady, consistent. It doesn't necessarily need to always be growth, but it just needs to be quality, you know, that the facilities are, you know, it's a business still for these people. Yes. We want as many people playing golf as possible. Yes. Apple wants as many people to be buying their phone as possible, but you know, it's kind of like, there always is a kind of a threshold there that, hey, as long as we're consistent, we're putting out a good product, I think we're going to be okay. You know, right now, I don't see many people saying, hey, we got to go buy more golf courses now or build more things. You know, right now, it's all about how can we maximize what we're doing? How can we produce a product that our members and customers are enjoying? And I think for us, as long as people remain kind of flexible with their schedule, we continue to think of creative ways to get into the facility. I think we're going to be okay, Joe. Good. I think it's a huge opportunity. I think you're, and my concern is how do we keep the healthiness growing? You know, keep it going. You know, like, you know, this week, timing wise, I don't think it was the smartest thing on Memorial Park to announce their rate increase for playing golf. Uh, 
you know, you're just coming off of a great Houston Open. Mm-hmm. People around the world saw it. I mean, I have no problem them raising the non-resident. Yeah. Because you got a lot of exposure. But I'd also, you know, I haven't heard how Memorial Park describes a resident. See, I live in Missouri City, but it's really Houston. That's true. Am I a resident or am I a non-resident? Well, how much does the fee go up? It's still very, very cost-effective. And I don't have mm-hmm. it in front of me, but I, just, I got the email the other day. I want to say, I think during the week for a senior uh, with a cart, it might be $46. Yeah. And that's still probably pretty on average. I would say that probably, uh, you know, the other thing that I would say, yes, controlling that price is always interesting. Uh, you know, in every industry, I think everybody's looking at that right now. Of like, hey, how did the last 12 months, you know, really the last 10 months, let's call it, you know, what kind of happened? What were our new expenses? What were our new, you know, revenue streams? What can we try to do more of? You know, my big thing, I think I hope even golf, because, you know, Joe, you do make a good point. Yes, golf courses are looking at that. And I'll clearly admit that, yes, people are looking at fees. But what my answer on that is, does the service or does, you know, the quality increase from that? And how does the customer in turn see, hey, it's still worth playing at Memorial Park for that amount because I know I'm going to have a great experience. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a unique situation because city owned and, you know, it's a public golf course. And, you know, I would be very worried if you told me just now, and I didn't know that information before this call this morning, but I didn't know if you were to tell me that they jumped it to, you know, three digits, I would have been, okay, that's that. I might not have been able to give you that kind of a response to that Joe, but yeah, you know, those types of things, um, that I think that's what we kind of kind of need to look at when people are making those types of decisions. And also with Memorial Park, I, I kind of, I, I, you know, when I got this notice of the rate increase, there was not any press release or anything with it. But to me, they're going to have some additional costs because they're maintaining a PGA Tour golf course. Sure. And there's going to t- it's going to take more time, more fertilizing, more grass seed. Yeah. It's just going to take a larger effort. And, um, you know, even uh, your general expenses of golf carts are being used more. The range is being right. used more. People are coming in and out more. You know, just the overall traffic flow that's happening at every right. golf course is up through the roof. So, you know, whether they're tangible or intangible expenses, that there's something happening there. You know, paying even, you know, instead of meeting a perfect example of this, and it was another example from another club that I've been talking to consistently, you know, on a Saturday and Sunday, they used to have one assistant pro out of the first tee, one outside guy, and one person in the shop. And now on a Saturday, they got six people working just because of how busy the place is and, you know, the level that the membership is anticipating. And even rather than having, you know, the tee sheet 65% full from 7.30 in the morning till 1 o'clock in the afternoon, every tee time is full. And to provide that level of service, you know, there comes kind of a, a balance there. You know, I would, office... I, would, I would counter with that. You know, uh, they're saving uh, the city of Houston millions the way their water system is now yeah. at Memorial Park. Yep. They used to have drinking water in their lakes. Yes, they <laughs> now yes, that's they uh, uh, reusable water. So they've saved a lot there. And the other is, I know their revenue is down because their driving range is closed. That's a huge revenue maker. <laughs> For Memorial mm-hmm. Park, but it was closed down most of the year. So, I uh, hopefully they can uh, keep those things in mind and uh, not keep raising it. Even though, as Joe said, it's not uh, a huge increase, but uh, hopefully they won't be raising it much in the future. Uh, 
Thomas Hutton from the STPGA is with us. Going into 2021, uh, junior program, is now the time for parents to sign up their kids? And can they do that? Is there something, can they get a card so all of a sudden it's like a Christmas gift? Yeah, you know, it's a good idea. They can definitely reach out to us. We can get creative with uh, kind of uh, packaging a little membership certificate under the Christmas tree for any of the kiddos. But yes, our 2021 membership is open and uh, 2021 tournaments are also open for the months of January and February. I'll be completely honest that uh, this morning I can tell you that the tournaments opened up on Tuesday of this past week and we almost have a dozen events that are already full with waiting lists. So the boom continues for our program, which is awesome. I, I'll tell everybody who's listening, I wish I could schedule more events, but uh, there's only so many, so much inventory out there that we can take for tournaments and stuff like that. But we're excited for our schedule. But head over to stpgajuniorgolf.com, get signed up for 2021, and uh, let's have another record year for our junior golf program. Well, that's an exciting time. Thomas Head, always a pleasure. Go out and have a great holiday season, a very Merry Christmas, and uh, a Happy New Year. And let's get this 2021 started on the right steps. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been a great year. Let's keep promoting golf, and thanks for everything you all do for us. Thanks, Thomas. Appreciate it. Oh, wow. Another great show in the can. Uh, thank you, everybody. Go out. Have a great day. Be safe. I'm Smoking Joe. Let's do it. I'm Mulligan Matt. I'll see you on TV. I'm Bobby Beats. And by the way, that's K-H-O-U. Thanks. Stands for Houston. <laughs> there you go. All right, everybody. This is Smoking Joe's Driving Range right here on CBS Sports Radio 650. Thank you for listening to Smoke and Joe's Driving Range, presented by PGA Tour Superstore. Check out joesdrivingrange.com for more from the show and enjoy your day on the course. From Houston's sports leader, Sports Radio 610. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.